yes, one last swig of Dr. Pepper, and I'm as good as new. Hello, friends, I am your humble host, and welcome to Sounds Like Radio. We present some good music today, some unusual stuff. I think you're going to like it. And we also have, of course, a great Gildersleeve for you. Uh, today's episode is a good one because, of course, we have Willard Waterman back. These are the. Uh, this is the first year of the Willard Waterman shows we've gotten back into, and this is uh, originally broadcast December thirteenth of nineteen fifty. And Gildersleeve, well, he finds himself with a problem today. You know, Chief Gates. There's been rumors around Summerfield Town. There's been rumors that uh, one of the government officials is going to be fired. Who? Who? Who could it be? Well, they find out. Through the grapevine that it's going to be chief gates yeah their old friend chief gates one of the jolly boys <laughs> yeah well now the jolly boys they don't like that they gotta do something to save chief gates job and well gildersleeve he thinks he's got a plan uh, at least the jolly boys came up with this one and gildersleeve is <laughs> he's just gonna have to help yeah, what they plan to do is to to find a criminal for Chief Gates to arrest because the mayor doesn't like Chief Gates because he doesn't do many arrests. Just doesn't have a big arrest record. Well, they're going to give him one and by finding themselves a criminal. Well, they're going to do it. And you know why they're going to do it? Because Chief Gates is their buddy. <laughs> like Dinah Shore says, my buddy. Sing it for us, Dinah. My buddy. Ooh, here's nice Dinah Shore. Let's listen.
can't think of any better buddy to have than uh, Dinah Shore. Ooh, a sweet buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dinah Shore singing about her buddy, and that's what all the Jolly Boys are doing. They're singing about their buddy, Chief Gates. And you know, it's pretty lousy the way they're treating Chief Gates. Why, they're treating him just like he was a criminal. Maybe, maybe Chief Gates ought to get out of town. You know, just like had happened to Big Daddy. Remember that time when they were going after Big Daddy and he had he just had to go Alabama bound because they, they were after him just like a criminal. <laughs> Here's Boots Randolph. Big Daddy, he's Alabama bound. That's what happens when Big Daddy goes <laughs> Alabama bound. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, oh my, them, them organs come on strong, don't they? <laughs> oh, Mr. Engineer, he, he don't know his own strength there. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was Boots Randolph doing Big Daddy's Alabama Bound, and uh, that's what uh, Chief Gates just might consider doing, considering the fact that they're all after him just so they can find him and just so they can then say, you're fired, Chief Gates. Oh, it's a bad situation. And when you're in that situation, you know, you just need a friend. A friend like Joe Stafford would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Stafford and Dinah Shore, two sweet friends, actually. Yeah, if Joe Stafford was around Chief Gates, she'd say, Chief Gates, don't worry about it no more. Let's get away from it all. Yeah, that's what she'd say. <sighs> right, engineer? How about getting that song on? Hey, here she is. Here's Joe Stafford, and let's get away from it all. Let's take a boat to Bermuda Let's take a plane to St. Paul Let's take a kayak to Quincy or Nyack Let's get away from it all Let's take a trip in a trailer No need to come back at all Let's take a powder to Boston for chowder Let's get away from it all We'll travel round from town to town The whole wide world will see And I'll repeat, I love you sweet Wherever we may be Let's go again to Niagara And this time we'll look at the fall Let's leave our hut dear Get out of our rut dear Let's get away from it all So tired of the dull routine Up to town on the 8.15 Back at night, off to bed and then Get up and start it all over again Let's motor down to Miami Let's climb the Grand Canyon Wall Let's catch a big tuna in Laguna Let's get away from it all Let's spend some time I'll get a real southern draw Off to Reno, won't play Keno Let's get away from it all No place like home, sweet home It's a charming thought and pure But until the world we roam How can we be sure? That's a good idea. Joe Stafford, she says, let's just get away from it all, Chief Gates. <laughs> and I think he'd be quite agreeable to that right now. Oh, we're going to find out what happens in today's Greek. Dildus leave as this show was originally broadcast December 13th, 1950. Let's listen to this neat episode with Willard Waterman as the great Dildus leave. Here it is on Sounds Like Radio. 
The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you each week by the Kraft Foods Company. Kraft, you know, is the maker of Velveeta, the pasteurized processed cheese food that's so delicious. For Velveeta has a cheddar cheese flavor that's wonderfully rich, yet delightfully mild. And here's one very good reason why you can be sure that Velveeta is the cheese food of top quality. Velveeta is made by Kraft. And for years, the name Kraft has meant the very finest cheese and cheese foods. So try Velveeta soon, won't you? See for yourself how good it is. And remember, only Kraft makes Velveeta. blew into Summerfield last night, and it looks like he's here to stay. Out at the great Gildersleeve's house this morning, our water commissioner is down in the basement, having a little set-to with the furnace. Confounded furnace. No heat coming out, Miss Gildersleeve. Yeah, I'm working on it, Bertie. Are you coming, huh? Yeah, I'm doing all right, Levo. Just takes a little time to get the furnace fired up on a cold morning like this. Well, we're having a keen time up in the kitchen. Old Marge and Bronco and me all standing around in front of the stove. I got broiled. No heat coming up yet! It's coming, Bertie. Why don't we get an oil furnace, Unc? All you gotta do is turn it on and bang, it goes. Bang. Oil furnaces cost money, my boy. Besides, what would we do with this one? We could use it for a deep freeze. I'm afraid an oil furnace is a little beyond our means right now. Well, you could promote one. You know, tell the guy you want to try it out. And then we could try it out for three or four years. Oh, my goodness. That isn't honest, Leroy. He's turned up now, Miss Gilsey. All right, Bertie. What's dishonest about it? They give you a free trial. You just don't say how long, Uncle Mort. Leroy, they wouldn't do that. Besides, I wouldn't do such a thing. I'm the water commissioner, a city official. Whatever I do has to be absolutely on the up and up. Yeah, I guess so. That's something for you to remember, too, my boy. Never let yourself get mixed up in anything that isn't open and above board. Honesty is the best policy. Every time. Uncle Mort! Yes, Marjorie? Judge Hooker is here. Be right there. Come on, Leroy. <laughs> Morning, Gilda. Well, hello, Judge. It's such a cold morning, I thought I'd stop by and drive you downtown in my new car. I have a heater. Well, thank you, Horace. Well, good morning, Judge. Morning, Marjorie. Leroy. Hi. Won't you have some breakfast with us? No, thanks, Marjorie. I've had my rye crisp and a beaker of Kalak water. Oh, brother. Judge, on a day like this, how can you operate on Kalak water? Maybe he mixes it with antifreeze. <laughs> Leroy. Holy kidding. Very amusing, Leroy. But if you don't mind, I won't eat. I'm not hungry. I'm a little worried. 
You worried, Judge? I suppose you read of the mayor's plans for a shake-up at City Hall? No, I haven't seen the morning paper. Well, the paper doesn't mention names, Gildy, but I happen to know who the mayor intends to let out. Well, it can't be me. No, but I know who it is. Who, Horace? Well, don't rush me. Let me tell you how I came by the information. Judge, just tell me who it is. I went to a movie last evening with Miss Matterhorn. She's in the Hall of Records, you know. Yes, Judge. On the way home, after we discussed the picture, which, by the way, was excellent, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I'll say it is. Who's being let out? I'm coming to that. Windy old goat. (laughs) It seems that Miss Matterhorn was lunching at the cafeteria with the mayor's secretary. They lunch together on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Judge, who's getting the axe? Well, to make a long story short, Chief of Police Gates. The Chief? Not Chief Gates. Gosh, good old Chief Gates. You can see why I'm worried, Gildy. Our old friend and fellow Jolly Boy is facing a catastrophe. This is terrible. He's such a gentle, kind man. That seems to be the trouble, my dear. He hasn't made a major arrest all year. He returns a lot of lost dogs. <laughs> can't you do something about it? Well, I'm sure if anybody can do something about it, I can. Yeah, I'm in solid with the mayor. You bet. If I may say so, Gildy, I don't think the chief's future should be entrusted to you alone. Oh? Why not? I propose we form a committee of influential citizens with me at the head. Yeah, I knew it. Publicity hound. What? Judge, we don't need a committee. We don't need a head. I'll handle it. Good for you, Anki. Oh, boy, Anki. Yeah, I'll talk to the mayor first thing this morning. Well, if you think you can do it, Gilday. Sure. Good. Then at the Jolly Boys meeting this evening, we can tell Chief Gates the glad tidings. A good idea, Judge. My, it'll be like an early Christmas present to our old and dear friend. Well, don't worry about a thing. I won't, Gilday. My, I'm so relieved I could just burst out into song. Tarara-boom-dee-ay, tarara boom dee singing old goat. Yeah, the judge is a well-meaning old fellow. There's no use organizing a committee to do what one good man can do. If the mayor gives me any trouble, I'll just diplomatically remind him that I got him re-elected. Yeah, Gildersleeve, you're smooth. Mr. Mayor? Yes, who is it? It's I, Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Oh, come in, Gildersleeve. Thank you. Well, what's on the water commissioner's mind? Well, the water commissioner would like to put on a little pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well... <clears throat> We, uh, we could have used some pressure this morning, Gildersleeve. All I got out of my faucet was a drip. I thought about you. Oh? <laughs> I wonder what he meant by that. Well, Gildersleeve, what's on your mind? I'm, uh, busy reading about myself in the paper. Oh, yes. That's what I want to talk to you about, Mr. Mayor. The grapevine tells me you're going to dismiss Police Chief Gates. You heard correctly. No, Mr. Mayor. If I were you, I'd go easy on this shake-up business. Gildersleeve, you're not me. Are you presuming to tell me how to run my office? You know, certainly not, Mr. Mayor. But why pick on the chief? Gildersleeve, I can see you're not aware of the trend. The trend? Since elections, they're talking shake-up throughout the country. It's an extremely popular movement. And my administration isn't going to be behind the times. Yeah, but getting rid of the chief might not be popular in Summerfield. 
Why not? He never arrests anybody. That's the chief reason he isn't going to be chief any longer. <laughs> but, Mr. Mayor, you wouldn't do that to a friend of mine. Oh, wouldn't I? Don't forget, I can retire him just as easily as I can fire you. Oof! You can't fire me. You don't have a reason. Well, I can find a reason. Oh, yeah, don't forget, old man, that it was I who got you re-elected. Gildersleeve, that's an insult. Get out of my office. Gladly. You didn't elect me. You just climbed on my bandwagon. That was no bandwagon. That was a dump truck. <laughs> Doesn't pay to be diplomatic with the mayor. Now what'll I tell the jolly boys tonight? didn't come to the meeting tonight. I hate to face the chief. Oh, why did I have to shoot off my big mouth? Hi, Commissioner, old pal. Hello, Floyd. We've been waiting for you, Gilda. Have you, Judge? Hello, Peavy. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. (laughs) Gilda, the chief was so downcast, I had to tell him what you're doing for him. Oh, sure. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. I knew everything was going to be all right when they told me you were interceding with the mayor. Well, the commission's a great guy, ain't he, Peavy? Well, yeah. We're all proud of you, Gildy. And grateful. Well, fellows, I have a little statement to make. Now, Commissioner, why don't we just sing a song and let it go at that? But... No, 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 Peavy. How about when good fellows get together? That's the idea. Something with sediment. No, wait a minute, Floyd. Good fellows. I'd like to sing that. Okay, here we go. For it's always farewell. Yeah, but when good fellows get together oh, with a hand clasp We need you. But, oh, well, what the heck? <laughs> and it's first of the thriller when good fellows get together with a sign on the table and a good song ringing Finished, Chief. Yes, it established the new law. <laughs> well, I was singing that from the heart and looking right at the water commissioner. You well, as I started to say, when you fellows insisted on singing. Yeah, yeah, the commission had a speech to make. Uh, before you make your speech, Commissioner, I want you to know I phoned my mother in Salinas. You did? She wants to bake you a cake, Commissioner. <laughs> Bless her heart. Bless you, too, Gilday. Oh, my goodness. Look, fellas, I didn't save the chief. You didn't? That's what I've been trying to tell you. What happened, Gilday? Well, I went to bat for the chief, but the mayor wouldn't hear of it. He even threatened to fire me. Sorry, chief. That's all right, Commissioner. I know you did your best. I think I'll go home. I'll drive you home, chief. I should get home early anyway. Mrs. Peavy has the sniffles. (laughs) 
Good night, fellas. Good night. Good night. Good night. Poor guy. Fellas, I couldn't help it. You know I'd do anything for the chief. Anything. And I tried. What did the mayor say? Well, he says the chief never does anything. He never arrests anybody. True. He happens to be a compassionate man. Yeah, he's a good guy. He is true blue. But the mayor wants some action. Too bad there ain't somebody the chief can arrest. This town can't even support a good burglar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nothing's happened here since Roly Jones broke into the jail. Oh, Roly is very fond of the chief and the jail. Hey, I got a flash, fellas. If the mayor wants action, why don't we get Roly Jones to pull a job and let the chief arrest him? No, just a minute, Floyd. That isn't honest. I heartily disapprove, Floyd, and I'm sure the chief would, too. Ah, the chief won't know nothing about it. We'd only do it to save his job. Well, you can count me out. You said you'd do anything to help the chief. Well... What about poor Roly Joe? He'll love it. Winter in the nice, warm jail, playing pinochle with the chief. Well, I don't like it. But I guess I'm stuck. He don't have to steal anything. Just get caught breaking in someplace. What would he break into? The water department? Nothing doing. What about your law office, Judge? No, no, indeed. Don't count me a part of this. Lloyd, what about your barber shop? Uh-uh. Let's pick on somebody who ain't here. <laughs> well, Peavy isn't here. No, he isn't, is he? <laughs> His drugstore is just the spot. You bet. <laughs> what a sneaky way to save the chief's job. <laughs> Great Gildersleeve will be back in just a moment. If you mothers have a hard time getting your family to eat their vegetables, let Velveeta, Kraft's delicious pasteurized processed cheese food, help solve that problem. How? By melting it for the smoothest golden cheese sauce you ever enjoyed. Then pour it over those important vegetables. Velveeta sauce is so easy to make. Just melt a half pound of Velveeta in the top of your double boiler. Notice how smooth it melts. Then add a quarter of a cup of milk, stirring it in a little at a time, and season to taste. That's all there is to it for a delicious cheese sauce that'll give spinach or cauliflower or whatever vegetable you choose a grand cheddar flavor. A flavor that's rich, yet delightfully mild. Remember, there's only one Velveeta, and it's made only by Kraft. Let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. Last night at the Jolly Boys meeting, the great man promised to do anything to help Chief Gates keep his job. And Floyd Munson is holding him to his word. Right now, the water commissioner is on his way to the drugstore with a little surprise for Mr. Peavy. Yeah, I wonder if this isn't going a little too far. Well, if the chief doesn't make an arrest soon, the mayor will fire him. Yeah, George, you can't blame a guy for going to bat for a friend. And Peavy will be glad to help. All he has to do is let Roly Jones break into his store. Hello, Peavy. Uh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. What can I do for you this morning? Peavy, I've got news for you. 
Yep. Last night after you left, Floyd thought of a surefire plan to save the chief's job. Well, it's very confidential, Pete. But I think you should be in on it. Very well. Now, it stands to reason the mayor won't fire Chief Gates if he makes a spectacular arrest, doesn't it? Well, yes. The chief doesn't know it yet. But he's going to catch old Roly Jones breaking into a store. This is Floyd's idea, you say? Yep. I didn't think it was Roly's. Oh, you'll be tickled to death. You'll have a warm place to sleep this winter, and the chief can keep his job. Shrewd plan, eh, Peavy? Yes, very amusing. (laughs) Whose store are they breaking into? Yours. (laughs) Now, Peavy, all you have to do is leave your alley window unlocked. We'll take care of everything else. That's what I'm afraid of. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We agree that something has to be done for the chief, don't we? Yes, but can't we do it someplace else? Evie, Roly won't steal anything. You know that with Floyd and me there, you've got nothing to worry about. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Overshoes will come in handy on a night like this. If I can just get them on. Now, where's my stocking cap? Well, Floyd's right on time. Hi, Commissioner. Come in out of the cold fog. Did you fix things up with the peeve? Yeah, he's leaving the window open. What about Roly? He's delighted. We're picking him up at the pool hall. Great. I had a little trouble getting out tonight, Commissioner. Oh? Yeah, my wife wanted to know what I was up to. <laughs> That's where I've got it on you married men, Floyd. I come and go as I please. There's nobody to ask a lot of embarrassing questions. Yeah? Did I hear the doorbell, Anki? Yes, my dear. Oh, hello, Mr. Munson. Hi, Marge. Anki, are you going out on a night like this? You will, Marjorie. Hey, what's going on? Now, Leroy. Hi, Mr. Munson. Hi, kid. Where are you going, Unc? Leroy, this doesn't concern you. Who does it concern? Leroy, this isn't your business. Whose business is it? Your friend. No question, Frank Commission. <laughs> You're all right, Floyd. It's awfully cold out, Unky. Do you have to go? Now, look, Marjorie, I appreciate your interest. And yours, too, Leroy. Oh, that's all right, but where are you going? Now, see here. Mr. Munson and I have an appointment downtown. It's a purely personal affair. Is that understood, Leroy? Sure. Marjorie? Of course, Unky. Good. And there'll be no more questions about it. Excuse me, where are you going? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Make a break for the car, Floyd. Where you're going, Floyd? Relax, Kamish. I'm following that truck. Those guys are careful drivers. Yeah, yes, they are. Not crowding you, are we, Roly? Three of us in the front seat? No, very comfortable, thank you. You hope we're not putting you out tonight? No, you might say you're putting me in. <laughs> <laughs> very good, Roly, very good. Yeah, it won't be long until you'll be in that nice, warm jail playing pinochle with the chief. I'm looking forward to it. I always like to be in jail by Christmas. You do? And chief always serves stuffed goose and Idaho potatoes and plum pudding. Very kind man, the chief. You're like the way we feel about it. You said it. 
I tried to get in for Thanksgiving turkey, but he wouldn't arrest me. Ah, that's the chief. Well, I guess I better park the car in the alley. Yes, Floyd. Hide it between the buildings. Shh, shh, Floyd. Okay, okay. Oh, 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 I hope this snowstorm doesn't last too long. I feel kind of sorry for you gents on the outside. <laughs> yep. Snow's deep, all right. Dark, too. Now, how do we handle this? Commish. Yes, Lloyd? Why don't you boost Roly in the window while I go phone the chief that somebody's breaking in? Yeah, all right. Wait a minute. Why don't you boost Roly in and I'll do the phone? You're taller than I am. Besides, I already got my nickel out. You're all right. You come on, Roly. The window's around this corner. You better stay in the shadows, Commissioner. We don't want anybody to see us too soon. It's a good idea. Stay close behind me. I'm practically in your hip pocket. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I'm a little nervous. If the mayor ever caught me doing a thing like this, he really would fire me. Well, come on, come on. Let's break in, Commissioner. It's getting cold out here. Yeah, well, I'll try the window. You? You're unlocked. Here. Here's my foot. Give me a booster. You all right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. You all right, Roly? Oh, fine. Say, the coffee pot's still hot. Can I hand you a cup? No, thanks, Roly. Dark. Can't see a thing. Yeah, I'll sneak back to the Hi, Commissioner. Yes, Roly! Don't do that. Did you get him in all right? Yeah, we're all set. Good. The chief's on his way down... Oh, that must be his car now. Oh, no, he couldn't make it this fast. Well, then who is it? Uh-oh, I'm getting out of here. You're flying! Wait! Oops. He's shining a spotlight on me. Who's there? Uh-oh, it's the mayor. Is that you, Gildersleeve? Hello, Mr. Mayor. I was out checking up. I thought I saw somebody sneak into this alley. Yeah, well, I was just taking a little walk. <laughs> uh, taking a walk? Who opened this window? Gildersleeve, you were breaking into Peavy's store. No, Mr. Mayor, it isn't me. Somebody else broke in. Oh, and you're the lookout. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I... Well, I'm a witness. There's a man in there. I pushed him... I mean, I saw him go in. Gildersleeve? No, Mr. Mayor, you know I'm not a prowler. Yes, but it would look awfully good in tomorrow's paper. Oh, brother... Well, I'll prove there's somebody in there. By George, I'll go in and get him. All right, go ahead, Gildersleeve. Go and get him. I dare you. All right, I will. I will. I'll stay right here. Oh. <laughs> Lloyd would run away, that coward. I wish I'd run, too. Well, Gildersleeve, where's your parlor? Yeah, I'm looking for it. He was getting a cup of coffee a moment ago. What's that, Gildersleeve? <laughs> Never mind. You wouldn't understand. Yo, yo. Darn Coke cases. Crawler. Yeah, I mean, Rolly. Rolly. Why doesn't he answer? Who? Say, the front door's closed. No. No, it's open there and there, and he's gone. My goodness, he's gone. Oh, my goose is cooked. Well, I may go out, well, go out Phoebe's front door and go around to the alley. Oh, how will I ever explain this to the mayor? Where did that darn roly go to? Without a witness, I'm a dead pitch. 
The man knows I'm honest, but he'll ruin me for this. Is that you, Mr. Gildersleeve? Chief! Gildersleeve, explain this to Chief Gates. Commissioner, I got an anonymous phone call that somebody was breaking into the drugstore. You, you did? And who do I find climbing in an open window but his honor, the mayor? Gildersleeve, <laughs> <laughs> explain to this chowderhead. I was coming in after you. Tell him. Uh, me? Gildersleeve! <laughs> this will look pretty good in the papers tomorrow. Imagine. Our mayor. A Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh! Of course, he couldn't be that. When this is over, you won't have any Hyde. <laughs> no, Commissioner, I think you're being a little too hard on the mayor. What, uh, what did you say, Chief? I can't believe you'd do anything dishonest. Why, of course not. I'm sure you had a good reason for climbing in that window. You're an honorable man. Well, maybe you're right, Chief. Isn't he a fine fellow, Mr. Mayor? Gates, you're a prince, the salt of the earth. As long as I'm mayor of Summerfield, you'll be the chief of police. Isn't that nice? Thank you, Mr. Mayor. You'll always be my friend. And you, too. Fellas, cut it out. I'm getting an icicle on my nose. Great Gildersleeve will be right back. When you shop for food for your family, I know you want to be sure you're getting the best. That's why when it comes to a cheese food, always be sure to get Velveeta, Kraft's delicious pasteurized processed cheese food. For you can depend on Velveeta not only to taste good, but to be really good for your family, too. That's because it's so rich in important food values from milk. And Velveeta is as digestible as milk itself. So you can depend on it for wholesome, delicious snacks and sandwiches anytime. No wonder more Velveeta is sold than all other brands of cheese food combined. Make it your handy helper, Mother. Velveeta, the quality cheese food that's made only by Kraft. Nice of you to come down to the jail with me, Commissioner. Well, it's a comfortable little spot, Chief. Gets rather lonely down here, though, just me and all the empty cells. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I wonder what happened to Roly. What happened to who? <laughs> Nothing, Chief. I just said I wondered what happened to... Who's knocking on the jail door? Yes? What do you need, Chief Gates? Well, Roly, what are you doing out on a night like this? I'm my best to get in. Arrest me, Chief. Roly, I've explained I can't do it. I broke into Peavy's drugstore. Oh, then it was you. Sure. Car stopped in front and it wasn't yours, so I ran. But I was in there. Are you sure? I promise. Wasn't I, Commissioner? Well, now you mention it. I recognize him, Chief. Come on in, Rolly. Oh, thanks, Chief. Put the coffee pot on. You know where it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, isn't that nice? The Chief won't be lonely anymore. Good night, folks. Good 
Greg Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White, with music by Robert Armbruster. Included in the cast are Walter Ketley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Ken Christie, Stanley Farrar, Porter Hall, Arthur Q. Bryan, Earl Ross, and Dick LeGrand. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. Here's a secret for making dull meals interesting. Add Kraft prepared mustard to any meat dish, hot or cold, and see the difference. Hidden flavors pop right out. Because when you add a little mustard, you add a lot of tang. Get Kraft prepared mustard. That unconventional gentleman, your humble host, stars next on NBC. Friends, the Great Gildersleeve, originally broadcast December 13th of 1950. I am your humble host. You're listening to Sounds Like Radio, some great music, and the Great Gildersleeve. Well, eh, cheap dates, you know, it pays to have some loyal friends. Eh, the Jolly Boys, they help Chief Gates save his job, and you know, it turns out he doesn't have to go to Alabama. And like Boots Randolph thought he might have to. Well, now, just in case he does, Bing Crosby and Al Jolson are here to give Chief Gates a little advice on Alabama. Goodbye, blues. Birds are singing every old thing in tune. Goodbye, blues. Nothing but laughter morning and afternoon. I saw a rosebud. In a star, so we're going where there's more. Goodbye, blues. Troubles are over, we'll be in clover soon. We're Alabama bound. There'll be no heebie jeebies hanging around. Just gave the meanest ticket men on earth all we're worth. To put our tootsies in an upper berth Just hear that choo-choo sound Choo-choo-choo. I know we're gonna cover ground And then we'll holler so the world will know Here we go We're, we're out of family There'll be no heebie-jeebies hanging around Just gave the meanest ticket man on earth All we're worth To put our tootsies in an upper berth Just hear that choo-choo sound I know that you we're gonna cover ground And then we'll holler so the world will know Here we go We're Alabama Oh, this here corn. Bing Crosby and Al Jolson here on Sounds Like Radio. 
Yeah, they, they, he thought about going Alabama bound because hey, he thought the whole town was after him, or at least he thought the mayor was after him. So if you're in Alabama, they can't find you. Uh, uh, well, that's what they thought. Uh, but uh, I think uh, Chief Gates, though, he decided, you know, I ain't going to Alabama. I'm going to face my troubles because whatever will be, will be. Here is Doris Day. She shares that same sentiment as Chief Gates. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. What will be, will be When I grew up and fell in love I asked my sweetheart what lies ahead Will we have rainbows day after day Here's what my sweetheart said What will be, will be Now I have children of my own They ask their mother, what will I be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich? I tell them tenderly Yeah, ah, Doris Day. Ah, I think that probably was her biggest hit. At least, you know, that's the song I always associate with Doris Day because, uh, I guess mainly because as a kid, when I grew up, the Doris Day TV show was on. I used to watch that every week. And that was the theme song of the Doris Day television show. You know, you know there's something interesting. The show, you know, we just heard of The Great Gildersleeve. Well, did you notice the voice of the guy who played Floyd the Barber? Uh-huh, Floyd the Barber. He was played by Arthur Q. Bryan. Now, who is Arthur Q. Bryan, you're asking me? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Arthur Q. Bryan, I believe, is most famous for playing the original voice of Elmer Fudd in the Bugs Bunny cartoons. <laughs> did you know that? I was surprised when I learned that myself. Several years back, I thought, you mean Arthur Q. Bryan is the guy who did Elmer Fudd? Well, he was. He was the first Elmer Fudd in the Bugs Bunny cartoons. After Arthur Q. Bryan died, uh, Mel Blanc took over the role of uh, Elmer Fudd. But it was Arthur Q. Bryan who did that voice uh, for the first several years. I don't know how long he did it, but he was the first Elmer Fudd. I do know that much. So that was interesting. El- Elmer Fudd and uh, Floyd the Barber are the same guy. How do you like that? 
Well, well, another guy who we like, who we haven't heard in a while, and that's William Frawley, Fred Mertz, Bob, the grandfather on My Three Sons. Well, we got William Frawley here. We asked him to stop by because we just love to hear when he sings one of his old songs. Here's William Frawley from Bill Frawley Sings the Old Ones. That's the name of the album he put out in the early 60s. Here he is to sing... Dear old girl. Dear old girl, the robin sings above you. Dear old girl, it speaks of how I love you. The blinding tears are falling as I think of my lost pearl. And my broken heart is calling, calling for you, dear old girl. Twas a sunny day in June, and the birds were all in tune. When the preacher said the words that made you mine. And you were a faithful wife Through the changing scenes of life Till the master said Your work on earth was done Dear old girl The robin sings above you Dear old girl It speaks of how I love you The blinding tears are falling As I think of my lost pearl And my broken heart is calling Calling for you that was nice, wasn't it? Dear old girl. From Fred. Fred himself. <laughs> Fred Mertz. William Frawley, of course. Wow, I love I just love him singing those old songs. Yeah. All right, he may not have the greatest voice in the world, but he, he sings those songs with all his heart, doesn't he? Because he, I, you could tell he really loved those songs, and he sang old-fashioned songs like that on I Love Lucy and on My Three Sons. Well, now, it's the end of the show, but you know how I was thinking back, well, how we started the show with Dinah Shore singing My Buddy? Mm-hmm. Got me to thinking. Now, I remember hearing a, an unusual sort of version of My Buddy done by Chet Baker. Chet Baker was an unusual singer. Uh, he had definitely had his own style, and he sang a neat version of My Buddy. Here is Chet Baker with a little jazz influence here as he sings, My Buddy, ha, ha, My Buddy. Well, 
I, I don't want to steal Chet Baker's limelight. <laughs> Sorry about that, Chet. Well, this is your spot. Here he is, Chet Baker and my buddy. He's got a warm up. He plays that horn and gets in the mood. your voice the touch of your hand just long to know that you understand my buddy I think we all kind of miss you too, Chet. An unusual and unique performer, both in jazz music and as a singer, Chet Baker. Did an interesting movie some years back where I believe it was Edward Norton. I think it was Edward Norton who played the role of Chet Baker. What was the movie called? Something about blue? Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to think about it. Uh, at any rate, it was a it was a good movie all about Chet Baker's life. It, kind of a kind of a tragic and weird life, really. But if you just listen to his music, it's real nice. Well, friends, that's going to do it for the Sounds Like Radio Show for today. I am your humble host. We're getting back in the groove, Mr. Engineer. You notice he got better as the show went along. He was making a couple little boo boos in the first half, but. He, he's getting the hang of it now, and now we're both 
We're both in the swing, and we're ready to go. And oh, oh the show is over. We we'll be ready next time for more sounds like radio. Until then, I am your humble host, saying so long for now. Goodbye, everybody, and thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>